The Mindspo Podcast. What do you see with your mind's eyes? Welcome back. Let's elevate. Roll your shoulders up and back. Unclench your jaw. Elongate your spine as you take a deep breath in. And now, exhale. Now take your mind to that person, place, or thing that you have gratitude for and start to feel into the joy available to you at all times. Elevate into a higher vibration as we expand together and dive into this conversation. Welcome to the Mindspo podcast. My name is Rochelle Fox. I am your host and today you are deep diving inside of my mind for a very special solo episode. Today I am unpacking 12 lessons that I have learned from being sober for 12 months. That's right, 365 days without alcohol. Now, if you've been following this podcast for a while, you would know that I've already done an interview on my 12 months of being sober, which is already up on the podcast, but I really wanted to dive into my personal lessons, all the ahas, all the takeaways, all of the intuitive downloads that I have had as a result of being sober. And there's a lot. Now, when I was thinking about this episode, I was questioning, like, should I leave this as like a 2023 year in review, all the things that I've learned? But I realized so many of the things that are on this list are things that have come as a result of not drinking. So I really wanted to make this its own episode. Whether you're sober curious, sober, or someone that currently drinks, it doesn't matter. You are going to get so much value out of this episode because I am really unpacking all of the lessons that I have learned through going on this journey. So without further ado, let's dive in to the episode. Lesson number one is Whenever you're planning to let go of something, don't focus on what you're losing, focus on what you're gaining. Now, this is true for anything in life, whether you are wanting to give up a habit, give up a job, give up alcohol, whether you're wanting to lose weight, anytime you want to let go of something, it is so important for the human mind to not focus on what you are losing, what you are letting go of, but focus on what you are gaining from letting go of that thing. And this is because our minds, our subconscious mind, it hates loss. It absolutely hates the idea of losing. It hates the idea of having to like let go of things like the body, the mind, humans. We want to hold onto things because through holding onto things, we feel we are safe by having more. We feel we are safe. And that's why, you know, taking a leap, letting go of things, you're doing things that are outside of our comfort zone. They're so challenging. And when I was going on this sober journey at the beginning, when I was focusing on what I was losing as a result of not drinking alcohol, it got my head in such a complicated place. I would just be thinking about, oh, I'm going to miss out on that big night. And, oh, it would be so fun to do this. And my mind would spiral into all of these things that I wasn't going to have as a result of choosing not to drink. But instead, when I flipped that switch and I started focusing on all of the things that I was gaining, the clarity, the, the levels of health and fitness, the vitality, the intuition, the downloads, the aha moments, the earlier mornings, just like that freshness that I had from not drinking. When I focused on all of those beautiful side effects of not drinking and 
all of the ways that like not drinking was helping me grow and and gain more of what I wanted, that's when it became so, 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 so much easier. So this goes for just anything in life. Whenever you let go of something, focus on what you are gaining from releasing that thing and stop focusing on what you're losing and your mind will actually get on your side with whatever it is that you want to let go of. My second point is that your relationships with people will change based on your and their level of consciousness. So I wrote some notes for this one, which I want to share. And it says, when it comes to your intimate relationships, who you vibe with at what time will shift depending on who you are being and who they are being at that moment in time. This is why we can notice changes in our relationships when we go deeper into our healing or when we travel. There is a quote that I love that I want to share here, which is, no man ever steps into the same river twice because it is not the same man and it is not the same river. You change with the choices that you make and your consciousness is always evolving. Not everyone is going to feel aligned for you as you grow and that's okay. Don't judge people or put people above or below. Instead, just allow everyone to expand and contract at their own speed and in their own path. There is no right or wrong way. There are so many different ways to live your life and the beautiful thing about being a human is you get to choose your way. This 12 months of me being sober, I felt that there has been a definite fading away of people and people that I was like interested in as well, not only just in real life, but on social media, people that didn't kind of feel so attractive to me anymore. And that has not been because like I'm higher or better than these people, but it's just because I have, you know, changed as a person. My consciousness has changed. What I'm interested in has changed. And I feel I've just kind of been walking a path that is a bit different to the path that I used to be walking. And it has resulted in me finding people that are more aligned to the person that I'm becoming. And I think you always have to remember in life that people, your relationships, your environment, like these things are always changing as you are changing, as you are evolving. So we have to, you know, practice detachment when it comes to change and evolution and realize that sometimes things fading away, sometimes changes in our relationships, these aren't negative things. Maybe these are actually positive signs that you are walking in a different direction and you are getting closer to what is an actual vibrational match to who you want to be. My third lesson is A walk will clear your head more than wine and clarity does not come from cocktails. I feel we are sold this lie when it comes to alcohol that a glass of red is what you need to calm yourself down after a big day or a few cocktails out at like a work function is going to give you clarity and new ideas. And that is the absolute opposite of what alcohol actually does when you look at what this substance does in your body and in your brain. It is not a substance that gives you clarity. It is not a substance that calms you down in the long term. Sure, you might have like a few like fuzzy feelings after your first glass of red wine, but soon that fuzzy feeling will die off and then you will just feel the effects of it being a depressant. So I just feel like now after a year of not drinking, I am a lot more clear on what I would use alcohol for and what I wouldn't use alcohol for. And I was definitely under this spell in the past where I had a hard day and it was just like frustrating and life was not going my way for some reason. And I decided I'll have a glass of wine because that'll just calm me down and make me feel better. Or I would be stumped for ideas and feeling creatively blocked. So I would go out for cocktails and think that it would like spark something within me. And that was all just an illusion that I had in 
in my head to escape whatever weird, stark, uncomfortable feelings I was feeling. And now I reach for meditation or a walk or breath work or something to move my energy and process my energy through my body without having to take another substance. That is when I feel my calmest. That is when I really find that clarity I'm looking for. So I just feel if you are drinking, there is nothing wrong with drinking. I'm not against alcohol in any kind of way, but just be mindful of why you're drinking. Like what is the reason that you're reaching for that drink? And if it is to feel more calm or if it is to get some clarity or be inspired, alcohol probably isn't the best choice. And it's kind of like the lazy unconscious choice that is actually having a detriment rather than a benefit. So that's a big one. I will no longer be drowning out a bad day with a glass of wine. And you know, as a result of that, that is going to be something that changes my life continually for the rest of my life because the amount of shit <laughs> that I have processed this year, the amount of feelings and emotions and stuck energy that I feel was just lingering with me for my whole entire adult life that I used to just numb out with alcohol is crazy. Like I have processed so many little niggly emotions and feelings and just just stuck energy. I've processed so much of that this year because I haven't been numbing it out and it has been incredible. So decide to go for a walk if you feel like a glass of wine and see how that helps you. Notice if that makes you calmer and just gives you actually what you wanted the alcohol to give you. And if you are ever wanting clarity and creativity, don't reach for a cocktail. (laughs) My fourth lesson is a big one. And it's that what you desire is already yours. You just need to remove the blocks that are holding you back. (sighs) I could talk for a whole podcast about this one. There have been some really significant manifestations that have happened this year as a result of not drinking alcohol. There are just some big shifts, big, big moves that I've made and that have fallen into place. And I realized that some of these things have been there waiting for me to to grasp them, to have them, for them to, to unfold. But it's just been my energy and my approach to life that has been holding me back. And I challenge you, if you're listening to this podcast, to ask yourself, like, what is it that you are doing habitually that could be holding your back? What habit, what person, what energy, what loop are you stuck in that is really preventing you from moving on to that next challenge? chapter of your life and really accessing the things that you want to access in this lifetime. I think we all have things that we do that hold us back and we're not even aware of them. And I had no idea before this experiment how much drinking was holding me back from things that I really wanted. And one classic example that I've shared is this podcast. Like I started this podcast during this 12-month sober experiment. And one of the key blocks that I had that stopped me from starting a podcast was the idea of consistency. And if I had been drinking over the last 12 months when I started this podcast, I for sure would have missed podcast episodes because I would have been hungover. I would have been moody. I would have had more mood swings. My health wouldn't have been as good as it has been. And that ability to be consistent has really been supported by this decision to give up alcohol. And you have to ask yourself, what is it that you are desiring? What is it that you want to create in your life? And what are the things about your current identity that are stopping you from stepping into that thing? Ah, 
honestly, moving forward in my life, whenever I am wanting to shift into a new version of myself or to create a new identity or to go after a big manifestation, I'm going to be practicing this method that I actually recorded on this podcast called the one thing manifestation method. If you're interested in that, I'm going to put it in the show notes. But essentially the short version of this method is we have to ask ourselves in life, like what is the one thing that we are doing that if we stop today, if we changed, if we shift, if we decided to let go, would have a ripple effect on all other areas of our life. And for me, not drinking has had a ripple effect on everything. My career, my finances, my health, my relationship, my relationship with myself, my relationship with others, my mental health, my spirituality. It has changed everything. And now moving forward in my life, every single time I want to shift or I want to start something new, I'm going to be asking myself, like, what is the one thing that could be holding me back from that next version of myself? And how can I change, shift, or let go of that thing so I can truly become the person I know that I'm destined to be. My fifth lesson is that your health is your wealth. When it comes to this year, although I have been the healthiest I have ever been in terms of illness and the amount of times I've gotten sick, I, I did go through a really, really challenging health yeah, event. Gosh, what do you even call it? Health obstacle, health challenge. I had a really severe ear infection in October of last year that led me to be in hospital for five days. And it had yeah symptoms and problems in my ear and in my body for three months following that hospital visit. It was a really, really intense time. And I really learned so much about myself during that time and how important it is to look after our health. And ever since that ear infection and during this chapter of being sober, I've been really committed to living a much more healthier lifestyle, a much more aware and conscious lifestyle. I've been very aware of the inflammation in my body and making conscious choices to eat a more low inflammation diet. And I think that when it comes to your health, we have to realize that substances like alcohol or little things that we might do that we don't think are a big deal, like the amount of sugar that we have or all the amount of processed food that we eat, like these things all add up and they do take their toll. And this year I have just been really grateful for my health. Obviously after that ear infection, I don't think I've ever gone through anything as painful physically as that before. And it really was a massive wake up call. And now I've sort of started to build my life around health first. I think I used to put work first 110%. I used to be like, work, work, work. And then once I've got all this money or I've got all this success, that's when I'll worry about my health. And now I know that it doesn't matter how much money you have or how successful you are. If you do not have your health, then it feels like you have nothing. And I am now just so committed to looking after myself, putting my health first, and just really making that a focus point for my life moving forward. When it comes to my lifestyle and when it comes to what I do on a regular basis, I'm really building things around having a healthy lifestyle. And I think when you make health the forefront of how you live your life, you make such different choices. And I would just say to you, don't wait for life to knock you down, to give you some kind of freak accident or make you go through some kind of illness to 
wake you up and get you to realize how important health is. I feel this ear infection that I went through in last year in 2022, that was life just showing me a little sample of how shit things can get. And ever since then, I've just been putting my health first and not drinking alcohol has really helped me do that because obviously living this more sober lifestyle, you just make more conscious, more health focused choices. Lesson number six is not a new lesson, but I feel like it is a lesson that every single year I learn more and more from. And that is that short-term sacrifices equals long-term rewards. This is something that I've been saying to myself for years, and it's actually a frame that I make a lot of decisions in my life. I just make a lot of short-term sacrifices or I just surrender a lot of things because I know that they're going to have long-term rewards. And this is how I feel like I've been able to be resilient in business business and in life because I'm not after short-term wins. And I realize that good things do take time. They do take commitment. They do take consistency. And in order to build certain things, like you're going to have to make sacrifices. And when it comes to the last 12 months, I feel like there have been so many sacrifices that I have made because I'm sober. And the sacrifices that I've made aren't really big deals. They're all like little social things or little moments that maybe I missed out on or didn't feel the way that they would normally feel because I I was sober and not drinking, but the reward of that has been so huge because there have been so many incredible things that have happened in my life as a result of being sober. So I think that we have to like remind ourselves that if we look at everything in life through such a short-term lens and we're always wanting results now, we're wanting things instantly, I feel like that is the fastest way to just burn out and to give up and to get disheartened. Things take time. They take commitment. They take consistency. And success is really related to resilience. So just remember that in life that sometimes you have to make short-term sacrifices to get long-term rewards. Lesson number seven. When you need something outside of yourself, it's most likely because you're not tending to something inside of yourself. Let me say that again. When you need something outside of yourself, it's most likely because you're not tending to something inside of yourself. I want you to think in your life how many times you've reached for your phone or a glass of wine or you've gone to message that boy or something outside of you that gives you some kind of dopamine or stimulation or some kind of shift in consciousness and how you have reached for that thing and you've made that decision because you feel like something inside of you is lacking. I have realized this year that all the times that I reach for these addictive behaviors or these addictive substances or kind of these addictive people that I'm wanting something from, it's because I'm not really looking after myself internally. It's because there is something internally that I'm trying to fix and I'm trying to solve. And rather than doing the inner work to go within and tend to that thing, I am looking for a quick fix. So When it comes to one of the big lessons that I've learned this year, I've really been tending to my inner world. I've been working on my inner world on a every single day basis. It's kind of been an exhausting year of personal growth. I feel one of the things I said in my 
sober life interview was just how clear I've been this year. And that clarity has been exhausting at times, but it has also been so rewarding because there has just been so much energy that I have poured into myself. When you stop seeking things outside of yourself and you start giving yourself the love, the care, the attention, the nurturing, the peace that you actually need, that's when you're going to see like incredible results. So I think I would just challenge anyone, if you find yourself always reaching for your phone, or if you find yourself always reaching for a drink, or if you're always messaging that boy when you feel down, ask yourself, what is it inside of yourself that you're not giving to yourself? And how can you give that to yourself without looking for it outside of yourself? When you figure that out, it's huge. Lesson number eight is that unconscious habits lead to an unconscious life. Now, this isn't just aimed at drinking because the thing is, I'm not saying that drinking is 100% an unconscious habit. I 110% believe that you can be a conscious drinker. And that's actually what I want to experiment with in my next chapter of this experiment. I want to experiment with drinking and seeing like, how does it feel? How does it feel to be someone that is consciously choosing to drink and then sometimes consciously choosing not to drink? I think that you can develop a really positive relationship with alcohol when you are aware of your relationship with alcohol and when you are not just doing it as an automatic thing, when it's not just something that you're in a habitual loop of doing. When I talk about habitual loops, I'm talking about you're just drinking for the sake of drinking or you're just drinking because everyone else is drinking and you don't even know why you're drinking, but everyone else has one in their hand. So you have one in your hand as well. And I feel like when we're in this habit of unconscious drinking, it can be really detrimental because three to five, you know, drinks on a Friday night after work, like this has a kick on effect into your whole entire body, your brain, all of your bodily functions are affected by you drinking alcohol on a Friday night. And if you are having three to five drinks every single Friday night after work, well, then it means that every single weekend your body is coming off that alcohol and your body is detoxifying from the alcohol, which means that your weekends and your rest and recharge and the time that you're meant to have to be free and be enjoying your life if you're working nine to five, well, that means that that's always clouded by this kind of like anxiety. It also means maybe if you're drinking every Sunday or you're having big Saturday nights, it means that, you know, your first few days of work, probably on Monday when things are at their most hectic, like that is when you are feeling that anxiety, when you are feeling that fogginess. And that could be affecting your whole entire life. It could be affecting your KPIs, how you're performing, how you're relating with your colleagues. And that has a massive kick on effect in all areas of your life. So I just think that when we are unconscious about anything and we are just doing things on autopilot, that is when our life is being lived in an unconscious way. So I really want to apply the idea of mindfulness and being really conscious about the choices that I make in my life for all habits. This goes for phone usage as well. I went through a massive chapter where I had a really big phone addiction. I was completely unconscious about how I was using my phone on a regular basis. And now I have have a conscious relationship with my phone. I'm very aware when I pick up my phone, I know why I'm using it. I know what I'm doing. I'm not just scrolling through aimlessly. I always have a purpose or a point to be on my phone because I know there's a massive difference between unconsciously using my phone and just getting sucked into this scroll hole of like hypnotizing content and losing hours of my life and not actually doing the things that I want to do. And then there's a massive difference between using it for half an hour here and 20 minutes there and five minutes there and using my 
phone as a tool. So I just think in life, we have to remember that unconscious habits lead to an unconscious life. So we have to be conscious. We have to be mindful about everything that we do when it comes to all things. And yeah, that's been a big lesson for me. Lesson number nine, intuition is a superpower that when harnessed will unlock the powers of your super conscious mind. My word for 2023 was magnetic alignment. And I do not believe that I would have been able to fully embody and feel into that word if I was drinking. Not drinking has made me such a magnetic aligned person. I I just feel so clear and on point with everything in my head. And that's because not drinking has really unlocked these intuition superpowers. I spoke about it in my 12 month sober interview that's on this podcast, which I highly recommend listening to if you're interested in what this whole experiment was and the ins and outs. But one of the biggest effects of not drinking has been my intuition has, wow, it, it's been insane. I've essentially kind of become psychic in a really intense way since not drinking. And I've always had like psychic tendencies and, and had that, that kind of thing, but I've always been a little bit scared of it. I think it's, it's nerve wracking to realize uh, how powerful we can be as humans and just how in touch we can be with things that we cannot see and energies outside of ourselves and just honestly how powerful we are. But I really do believe that when we tap into our intuition, when we strengthen our intuition, when we strengthen that inner power, oh my gosh, we just unlock the powers of the super conscious mind. We are able to connect with all things and everything. And I don't want to get too esoteric in this podcast, but yeah, I think anything that you can do in life to strengthen your intuition, to find stillness within, whether it's meditation, experimenting with drinking less alcohol, spending more time in nature, grounding, breath work, just following a more spiritual path. Like these things are so rewarding because when you can tap into your intuition and when you can connect with your higher self, magical things will happen for you. And it's a very, very exciting, exhilarating and beautiful way to live life. Lesson number 10, one of my favorites, you are the lead on your own life. Don't follow, act or bend to how other people live. You are not other people. You are you and you need to make decisions that are in alignment with the person that you want to become. If you want to live a life unlike anyone else, it will require you to live unlike anyone else. We all need to make choices that will lead us to the life that we desire. And if you want a life unlike anyone around you, it's going to mean that you need to make sacrifices and commit yourself to routines and rituals that other people may not understand or may not support you with. You can't listen to other people that don't have what you want or haven't achieved what you desire. Oh, if I had listened to all of the people that told me, oh, you should just have a drink, you should just do this, like I I wouldn't have had all these beautiful things happen to me this year. Same goes with everything that I've ever done in life, business, traveling overseas, making these YOLO decisions, doing things for the plot, starting my retreats company, building an app. Like there has never been a decision that I've made that I've had everyone support on 110%. There have always been people that don't get it, that try and warn me to do do things differently or to be careful, but you have to listen to yourself. You have to be the fucking CEO of your own life. You cannot live your life by other people's advice. You have to do what is right for you. And I 
I have this podcast and I share this information with you and I I give you all these tips and things and how I'm doing stuff. But at the end of the day, you have to realize, take what you want from all of the noise, podcasts like myself, influencers, gurus, personal development coaches, your mom, your dad, the news, like all of these things that are around you. Take what you want from them and just fucking leave what you do not want. Like you have to make decisions that are right for you and do things that your gut feels are right. So I just, I just think that this year has strengthened my, I don't give a fuck energy. (laughs) I am very unapologetic. I'm very, very sure of myself. I am I feel not drinking has shown me just how powerful I can be with my decision making and also how like nervous it makes other people when you are very strong willed. I think that's been a really interesting thing as well. I feel people also respect you a lot more when you make decisions for yourself. And I think that the people that uh, doubt you or try and get you to change their ways, they're people that are actually intimidated by your power, that are intimidated that you are so strong willed or that you have as much discipline as what you have. So don't listen to those people that are trying to bring you down. Just ignore the noise, go and do what you know is right for you. And that's how you're going to live an epic, awesome life. My second last one is lesson number 11. And it's that hobbies can be really helpful. I think a lot of people use drinking or going out on the weekend as a hobby. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that, but I've definitely learned that there are a lot more other hobbies out there. There are a lot more other things that we can do. And I really think that adults need hobbies. We need things to entertain us and to help us have fun and to just flow in life more and get out of our heads and get into our bodies and access that like inner child spirit. I've been really in touch with my inner child this year. I've been painting and drawing and doing art and making jewelry and you know going for long walks and writing and writing meditations and I just feel obviously not being someone that's going out at night so much and spending a lot more time during the day my hobbies have been a lot more wholesome my time that I'm spending by myself is a lot more wholesome and I really think that we we all really need to think about hobbies (laughs) I think that every adult should have a hobby and I hate the word should but I really want to encourage you to find a hobby do something that has nothing to do with work and don't make it a a hobby that you feel you have to get good at. I think that was what I really discovered this year. Like a hobby is just something that you do for you. It's not something that you have to get good at or you have to show other people or impress other people with. And I think that that's maybe what discourages us when it comes to hobbies, because we think that we have to post them on Instagram or we have to do them with other people or we have to be the best at it. It has to be this thing that we excel at. Whereas I've been painting watercolor painting this year. And my watercolor paintings look like a five-year-old did them. Honest to God, if I gave them to some random mom that had a five-year-old and I said, Sarah did this, they'd be like, oh, this is really cute, Sarah. (laughs) I'm painting at the level of a five-year-old, but it is bringing me so much joy. And I'm not doing it to post a reel on Instagram and show everyone what this is. If anything, whenever I've posted any of my watercolored stuff, I've just posted it and said, art just for fun, because I really think that we need to do things that are more just for fun. And I don't think that there is only one way to have fun as an adult. And I feel that we have this idea of fun being getting out, getting loose, getting paralytic. And yeah, that's one facet of fun, but there are a lot more other things that you can do. And to be honest with you, there are a lot more fun than doing that every single weekend. So yeah, that's been a really big lesson for me. 
My final lesson, lesson number 12, is that your life is an experiment. You are here once. You have one shot at being you. So just experiment with your life. Experiment with your flesh puppet. Have fun with this reality thing. Do not take shit so seriously. You can be so many different versions of you in this lifetime. You do not just have to be the version of you that you are now. There are so many different versions of you that exist in the multiverse, and it's just just up to you to go and explore and to tap into all the different people and all the different versions of you that you can be. I really do feel like this year has taught me how much life is an experiment and it has kind of, I feel like, entered me into this mad scientist, this new character. I feel like moving forward after starting this podcast and being a content creator, I am here to experiment and to play with life and to share my experiences and to to be a, a test dummy for this kind of stuff and to hopefully inspire other people to also experiment with their lives. I think that we have to realize that there are so many different ways to live existence. There is no rule book. There is no right or wrong way. We are all just figuring it out as we go. Science is always changing and adapting. We're always learning new things. The world is always changing. So be a scientist, experiment with things, see what it's like to not drink for a weekend and just see how you feel in your body or decide to spend less time on your phone and cut your, your screen time by half or decide to travel to the other side of the world for a week and do a solo trip just to experiment with solo travel. Go and take these risks, do these experiments, have fun with life and just realize that you're here to learn, you're here to grow, you're here to evolve and you're going to make mistakes. And I think it's so important to realize that life isn't about having this perfect streak. That's one thing that I want to kind of end this podcast with. Like I started this whole entire sober journey, not because I had a problem with alcohol or a dependency on it. It was just a curious experiment that I started that was guided by my intuition, that inner voice within me. And I do want to experiment with what it's like to drink alcohol again. And I do want to experiment with conscious drinking and, and how I feel about that. And I, I want to. I want to experiment with life always. And I want to encourage you to also just be in that vibration of not taking things too seriously. Because I think one thing that kind of happened when I ended this sober journey was I felt like, oh my gosh, if I drink again, is this going to be the worst thing ever? And I was getting like so dramatic in myself and making it mean so much more than than what it it needed to. But I feel like actually when we had this experimental kind of energy, we just realized that maybe we try something like not drinking for 14 days and then we slip up and we have a drink and that's okay. It was just a 14 day experiment and you can, you go back and start not drinking again the next day, or you can go back to you doing things how you used to. I think we just have to realize that life is, is just about trying new things and not putting so much pressure on ourselves to have the perfect streak or to always make the right choice. We learn so much in life through failure. Like that's how we get feedback. That's how we understand like who it is we are and what we like and what we don't like. So yeah, have fun with your life and just see life as one big experiment. There you have it. Those are my 12 lessons from 12 months of being sober. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please go and check out the other episodes on this journey as well. I have two other episodes about this journey specifically that I'm going to link down in the show notes, and they're going to go a lot more into my personal journey, the tests, the challenges, the obstacles, all the different things that I've had to overcome on this journey and the things that I've learned. And I'm also going to link down below the one thing 
manifestation method, which is a manifestation method that I mentioned in this episode that has, yeah, really helped me just kind of propel into the next chapter of my life. If you enjoy this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it out on social media. There are so many people out there that are so interested in sober living and a lot of people don't really know many podcasts or resources on this way of life. So if this at all inspired you, please share it out on social media. And if you haven't already rated the podcast five stars, wherever you're listening to it, please do because it helps us out more than you know. Anyway, I am sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for joining me for this episode. You can discover more from Mindspo on Instagram and TikTok by following at Mindspo and myself at Rochelle underscore Fox. If this episode inspired you, then please pass it on and share the love. And if you're new to our world and you want to elevate your mind and step into your best self, then be sure to download our app Manifesty from the App Store and take advantage of the free trial. With Manifesty, you can create your own vision board movies, practice powerful meditations, and set affirmation reminders so your phone supports your journey towards that abundant vision of your future. And lastly, always remember, you create your own reality. So go and make some magic. Thank you.